Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem, and for the next couple hours, you're kind of stuck with me. Nevertheless, if you'd like to join us, you can. Now's the time, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Here's what we want to try to do. We want to try to have a conversation, so that conversation starts off with, tell me what you got. Tell me the year and the make and the model and the mileage. Okay. Tell me what the symptoms are. Tell me when they happen, and I'll help you with that because I'm going to ask you questions. Does it always vibrate? When doesn't it vibrate? When it doesn't, when it stops and dies, does it? Is it cold or is it hot? Is it first thing in the morning? Is it after being on the freeway for a long time? Those are the kinds of give and take that we need to have in order to for me to guide you the best I can. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty Thompson's Auto Repairs in Mesa. That family's been around since the late 60s in repairing car and selling gasoline. But Thompson's on Main Street just east of Stapley, Brian and Thelma have come from those gas station families, Thompson and Vivian. Those of you in Mesa will recognize those two names because they were big dogs back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Nevertheless, Thompson's knows the difference between right and wrong. They're a good shop, and they're going to take good care of you and not take advantage of you. They've always done that. And if I've had a compliment about Brian and Thelma, I've had 10 of them. So if you're in Mesa, it's the only shop I recommend, and that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Okay, 602-508-0960. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I'm a pretty good storyteller, they say. Half of it you can believe and half of you can't. So a lady um, inadvertently puts gas in her diesel. She takes it to uh, a dealer. I'm not going to mention who it is or even what part of Arizona it is, but it's not Phoenix. Takes it to a dealer, and they have it for somewhere around three weeks and can't figure it out. So she takes the car back. It continues to run rough, and it's getting worse, so she takes it back. Now, at this particular point, the shop calls her and says, your fuel tank's full of dirt, and they have a picture of a fuel filter. So at that particular point, she reports it to her insurance company, and her insurance company says, we don't cover dirt. So she calls the shop and says, you know, my insurance company doesn't cover dirt, um, so, you know, how much is it going to cost me? In the interim, the uh, dealership calls her back and says, you know what, it's got dirt and water. See if they cover water. <laughs> and then she finds out, no, they don't. So then the insur- or the uh, dealer says, um it has gas because we can actually take the fuel out of the tank and put it on the ground and light it on fire. Well, that's true. If it lights on fire, it's got gas. If it doesn't light on fire, it's diesel only. And I look at the picture of the filter, by the way, and it looks pretty normal to me. Hadn't been changed in a while, but looks pretty normal. And the fact is the car, the truck would run down the road real fast, and it was a 2014 Eco diesel from Dodge. It's a 1500 four-wheel drive, and it's driven by a 79-year-old rancher lady who's 
tough as nails. She'd probably whip half my friends and me too. So anyway, now they hit the bingo. The dealer says, oh, gasoline? Yeah, yeah, we'll take care of that. So the de- or the insurance company sends an investigator to grab a sample of fuel, and they test it for dirt, and the lab says, no dirt. <laughs> then they test it for water, and the lab says, no water. They test it for gasoline. Oh, and by the way, uh, on the first estimate, that the estimate was 11000 plus, and that's on the dirt. And then the second estimate, which was water, that's 11000 plus. And then the third one, when it's gas, that's 11000 plus. Now, we haven't changed the number. So about this time, they call me and they said, can you run interference force? And I said, I can just explain what they're saying. So then the, the uh, manufacturer or the uh, insurance calls and says, why are we at 11000 And he goes... Well, you, that's what happens when you have a gas contamination. And I'm going to use that word a lot, contamination. So they said, oh, yeah, well, we have to replace everything. Everything from the fuel pump in the tank, everything forward, all the lines, the high-pressure pump on the diesel, all the lines to the injectors and the injectors. And after we do all that $11,000 of work, it might need an engine. Whew. So n- now all of a sudden we're in this gas contamination. So they take another sample and they send it to the lab and the lab says it's got 30% gas in it. Well, Dodge has a document that says here's seven steps for a gas contamination in one of our diesels. And I'm going to estimate estimate to you that it's between six and $1,200 and I'm being wide open. Wide open. Uh, you got to flush the tank. You got to replace all the filters. You got to b- open some of the lines and bleed the diesel out and and shove the gasoline out. Blah blah blah. So we got a six to twelve hundred dollar gasoline. So then they call back and they go, Oh no, it's a DEF contamination. Now DEF is a diesel exhaust fluid, and this stuff is caustic. It eats metal like you eat mashed potatoes. It's unbelievably destructive. On a Ford, if you put diesel or if you put DEF in the fuel tank of your diesel, the bill is going to be twenty to $24,000, and Ford has a kit of everything that needs to be replaced, and your insurance company will probably cover that as well. So now we have a DEF contamination, and in reality, that matches the 11000 But keep in mind, we have the 11000 on dirt, we had the 11,000 on water, we had the 11,000 on gas, and now we got 11,000 on DEF. We send another investigator there. He grabs the uh, fuel and he comes back and gives it to the lab. <laughs> the lab says there's no DEF. All that's got in is gasoline. And the dealer says, "We don't care what you say. We don't believe your lab report." And then they start working on the car. Now, they say that the lady gave him authorization. She denies that. Then they say the insurance company gave him authorization, and the insurance company said, no, we didn't, and that she doesn't have the authority to spend our money, and we did not give you. So they take the thing apart, and then I say, we need to just get it out of there. So we go down to get the vehicle, and guess how much the bill is? It's half a part now. It's half a part. $6,100, $6,100, which is ironically about half of the 11000 <laughs> And so we get the car off. We tow it to Payson Chapman. It's the Dodge dealer. He puts the car back together without $4,000 worth of parts that they sold the lady and uh, for $2,200. So they put all the old injectors in. They put all the old lines because all we've got is a gas contamination. 
They flushed the tank, put diesel fuel in it, did a fuel filter, boom, we're done. 2,200 miles. So now we've got all of this to just go through. And I'm not making any of these decisions because I'm not powerful enough to make the decisions. But I did write my report, and I thought it was unusual that first it's dirt, then it's water, then it's gas, then it's a DEF, and they don't believe what They believed the first three lap deaths, but not the last one. The definition of fraud is, is when you do something that's not necessarily the case, not necessarily the truth, because it's going to butter your bread or put money in your pocket. You're going to lie about something that isn't there or doesn't, isn't needed or whatever so that you make more money or you get more money. That's what fraud's all about. I'm not a cop. I don't have to deal with that. All I can tell you is, is if you have a, a fuel contamination problem, you better get it right. And they better, and you get them to write it down and send you an email. Because on water, and uh, the, first of all, there's no dirt. Because here's the problem. The diesel on every other car on the road has a very sophisticated filter. It's not going to let dirt go through the filter, whether it's gas or diesel. The worst that's going to happen is we're going to plug the filter. That's it. It's stupid to think that you're going to have dirt that's been shoveled in a fuel tank go forward. All it's going to do is kill the engine because it plugs the filter. So, And water, water is a problem. Just suck the water out of the tank, put some new fuel in there, and move on. Um, as far as <laughs> gasoline is concerned in your diesel, like I said, that's six to 1200 bucks. And then if you've got DEF, depending on your make and model, you're in the vicinity of ten to $24,000 because everything that fuel touches has to be replaced. That's from the injector tips all the way back to the, the electronic fuel pump in the tank. So it's an ugly situation, but the, the message here is... <clears throat> Just look what happened in this 79-year-old lady that runs a ranch. Her husband just died. She's as tough as nails. She can probably outride and outrope most of the guys I know. She's in the middle of all this. She doesn't know what to do. Her insurance company is a good company. I pick and choose who I work for. So this was one I was happy to look into on their behalf. And this is what they say to me. They say, just tell us the truth. If we need to pay this, we'll pay it. If we don't need to pay it or... If you think that it's really A and it's not B, or should we pay for it? Is this the right repair? Is this the right symptoms? Is this what's really going on? And all those answers is, is this is just a ripoff. That's all it is. It's just a ripoff. For whatever reason, these guys are hungry. For whatever reason, and here's the kicker. They ordered a bunch of parts, and then they made her buy them, even though they're brand new in the box. That's the offset for $4,000 on their $6,100 bill. So the very first thing, I understand there's lawyers involved, he's going to say, give us 4000 back, here's your brand new parts. At that point, we're going to go, we're going to continue this because you did something stupid. Anyway, that's, uh, that's a day in my life of uh, being an automotive expert and having to deal. Now, there have been times where I say to the insurance company, this is a valid claim. There's nothing to suggest otherwise. You can overrule me because I don't care. But after I've looked at all the evidence, talked to all the people, you're wrong. They're right. That it happens 35 to 40% of the time. I say to them, I'd rather be on the other side. <laughs> and they don't like me to say that, but tough. All right, we got a caller. Who have we got? We have Bob. Bob, good morning. Hi, Mark. 
Hi. This is a transmission service question. Okay. On a 2014 GMC Sierra with a 5.3 liter gas engine, I'm the original owner. It has 82,000 miles. And the owner manual says, change fluid, filter if serviceable, every 45,000 miles. So at 43,000, I had it flushed. You know, I had the cooler line taken off and then flushed uh-huh. and all new fluid put in. And then at 46,000, I had the pan dropped and replaced the filter and then put in the five quarts. So now I'm at 82,000. And I'm thinking, what if I get one of those extractors and just pull out like four or five quarts out of the dipstick and then just keep doing that like every 20,000 miles? Okay, and I, I won't have to have the pan dropped and all that stuff? Well, first of all, I, I think you did this all wrong. Um, I would have done the pan at 40, and then I would have done the flush. at, And I would not have done the pan. I'd have done the flush at 80. And I think you sucking out four or five quarts of, of transmission fluid is just a waste of your time and a waste of your money. I think if you're going to change this oil at 20,000 and you think your transmission is going to love you and last forever, I think that might be a bad idea. If the transmission doesn't know, and frankly, most of them die of old age as opposed to the fluid being burnt, but those are usually transmissions that have been abused. So you abuse it, you cook the fluid, it's brown, you can smell it, it's bad, you can smell it, it's burnt. But in your particular case, you've already done what I, on a a $40,000 call on the tranny service, you pull the pan first, do the filter, and um, and you're looking at what the byproducts are in the pan. You better not find any snap rings. You'll find a little black mound of clutch material. You might find some metal shavings as the transmission kind of wore itself in. But for you to do a flush, then turn around and do a, a, a pan or a, a filter and a gasket, that that wasn't necessary. I'd have just switched them. But anyway, I think at this point, if you're at 80, I'm not quite sure I'd do anything if I were you. <laughs> You've already done two of the services. Um, I'd probably wait to 100, and then you can do a filter, and that's all, or you can do a flush again. But I like the idea of going back and forth. I like my customers to do a pan and three or four quarts, and then 40,000 or 60,000 or whatever. Then we're going to do a flush. I like bouncing back and forth just so I can see what's inside the pan. But but thank you, Bob. That's a great question. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, 
We work for you. National competition for your business is eating away at your customer base. Like digital marketing minions swallowing your customers one by one. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, they need to find your business, not the competition. Your contact information needs to be accurate and all over the web. You need the right tools to turn visitors into leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Are you the type who's got little time for talk but still wants to be plugged in? Wants the nickel tour by someone in the know? Wants the bottom line at the top of the page and at the top of the hour? I'm Terry Gilberg. Each day I write and deliver Terry's take on the topics, a digestible version of the issues of the day, every morning at 7.04 a.m., every evening at 6.04 p.m. My content is rich, researched, and reasoned. Get a fresh take every day on air, past takes every day online. 7.04 a.m., 6.04 p.m., and over 300 takes at 960 The Patriot. Terry's Take is sponsored by Modern Round, Upscale Lounge, and Eatery. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select Email or Talk Back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. I can have a discussion with you about anything. I'm really good at, my wife says this, I said that. <laughs> I'm really good at that. And, and sometimes both of you are right. It's just a matter of you're talking about different time frames. Like she says this is due and you say no, it isn't. And in reality, the manual says it's at 100. So those are the kinds of things you need to be wary of. Blackwell Automotive is up at 40th and Greenway, Greenway 40th Street and Greenway. Tom and I have been friends for 20 years. I know that he knows how to work on cars. I know he knows how to tell whether his technicians, whether the repair matches the symptom. He's been in business a long time. He's a good guy. Him and I are cut from the same piece of cloth. Sometimes he's a little ornery, and you know me. I spend most of my time in church. So if you're in 40th and Greenway, 40th Street and Greenway, anywhere up in that northeast Scottsdale area, it's the only shop I recommend up there, Blackwell Automotive. 602-508-0960. There's a lot of times um, that I work on cases where there's a question. I like it when the question's presented to me. Mark, can you tell us if this car was hit in the rear. Yeah, I can. Bring it to the shop. So they bring the car to the shop. Now we have the defense attorney and we have the state of Arizona attorney, the county attorney there, and obviously they (laughs) want something different. So we lift the car up on the air, we take a whole bunch of pictures, and there's no real dents or dings in the rear bumper of this. So we look at it and we say, we don't see any evidence that this car's been punched in the tail end. And they said, well, we need more than that. And I said, fine, we'll pull the bumper cover off. So we take the big plastic wraparound bumper cover off, and there's nothing inside. There's no cracks. There's no crush marks. There's nothing inside. So then as we take this off, um, Eddie and I determine you have two shock absorbers in the back bumper of this car and many of your own cars. 
and these literally are shock absorbers, and that's why they're called five mile an hour bumpers. Now, think about this: we have a shaft within a shaft, and there's typically oil that's lubricated. If you have a collision on the rear bumper, that piston, that shock absorber is going to be shoved backwards, and then it's going to pop back out. And when it does that, it cleans all the dust and the dirt off of itself, so you can see a clean area, and then where the dirty area comes in. So you look at that and you go, oh, no question, it's been hitting tail end, you know, within the last month. But in this case, neither side had that clear area of that shock absorber, and both sides had years and years of grease and dirt there. So there's nothing on the cover, there's nothing on the inside of the cover, nothing on the outside of the cover, and there's nothing on the two bumper, or on the two five mile an hour shock absorbers that hold the bumper in place. So the question is, is we can find no reason to suggest or to defend that this car has been hit in the back end. That's kind of what we do. Now, there's times that we give bad news. We had a car in there, and they said, you know, we need to know if this car has good brakes. So we check it out, and lo and behold, it's got a major brake problem. And it's got a major brake problem that was intermittent. And so a lot of people think, okay, well, it's, it's bad now, but it's, it's better now. So they continue to drive it. It's not unusual. It's just kind of human nature. So if it happens and it stays there, most people get their brakes checked. But if it only happens on every other Thursday or, you know, Thursday and then a week later, 10 days later, most people will say, well, I'll wait till I have to deal with that. So those are the kinds of questions that we typically, and I'm not just one. One other thing, there you can't really lie about a car accident anymore because of the black box data. The black box data tells you everything you need to know. We know how fast you're going. We know, I'm keezing you. We know what radio station you're listening to. We know if your seatbelt's on. We know that just before, oh, and your throttle is 82% and your speed's 70 miles an hour and a 45 mile an hour. Then all of a sudden we see your foot come off the throttle and hit the brake. Then seven-tenths of a second later we see the collision and we see the airbag deploy. And then we see the, your car goes this way and this way, and we kind of can put all that together. Now, I can't do it like the Accent Recon guys do, but they can determine what position the two cars are at, what their speed is. But if there's black boxes in both of them, I mean, you're going along at 70 miles an hour. You hit the car, and in the blink of an eye, you go from 70 to 22. <laughs> you know, It's pretty easy to figure that all out when you're looking at the crash data. So my suggestion is if you don't have if if you're going to sit there and throw crap on the wall to the police it's a bad idea. Just shut your mouth and don't answer any questions. That's the easiest thing. We've got a caller who might that be? That would be Wayne. Wayne, good morning. Good morning. First let me compliment you for the work you do in uh, you know seeking truth when it's sports situations. We got Thank far you. too many lawyers in the world. <laughs> Greed is, uh, you know, a part of human nature. So whether it's you, me, or, or anyone else, we we tend to shade the truth too many times. So <laughs> thank you for that work. Uh, then I was going to comment on the last caller and the transmission issues and, and uh, say to you that uh, I drive about 30,000 miles a year, and my wife drives about 15, and that's spread over three vehicles. But uh, change vehicles about every three years. And I buy vehicles at 100,000 miles because they're cheap. I drive them 100 or so thousand miles, and then I get rid of them. And I haven't had a transmission problem in 15 years. But I change the fluid and drop pan and the filter 
every 45, 50,000 miles and try to take care of them. And uh, Detroit or whoever is building really good products these days, but they all require service, and that's a part of the cost of driving the vehicle. And I drive vehicles for literally 100,000 miles, which is the second 100,000 miles. It costs me 10 to 12 cents a mile, and that's it. Well, and I'm, I'm going to agree with forever. you. And, and, and it has everything to do with a couple things. First of all, we now have more than three gears, so we can spread the load yeah. over five or six. Second of all, our fluids um, are so much more superior to the cars of yesteryear. And then third, yes. you're doing everything right. I would, if you would have asked me, I would have said, do it at 50. You're going to keep it at 100, do it at 50. And keep an eye. Now, if you buy it at 100 and the fluid's brown and smells a little stinky, then I say, okay, let's do it there. Then let's do, you know, the pan and stuff, and then let's do the flush next time. But you're absolutely right in this respect. We used to see transmissions go out before 100. It was, I go back to 1971, and I was a kid pumping gas at the Broadway Shell gas station in Tempe, Broadway and Priest. The idea is is that we used to see transmissions all the time come in on a tow truck, and they didn't. You could rev them up, and you could do whatever you wanted. The only way you'd get it to move is push it. So you're right. That's right. We, we see transmissions and engines go way past 200, but here's the deal. If you're going to overheat them, you're going to run them low on oil, that's going to be the death knoll. So most of those kinds of things that we see have been run low on oil or overheated, and I'm talking in a bad way. So if you don't overheat it and if you don't um, run it low on oil, then you can expect both the transmission and the engine to go probably 250,000, 300,000 miles. But thank you very much for that, Wayne. 602-508-0960. Lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. We're here every Saturday between 10 and noon. We're talking about your cars. Not my cars, but your cars. We'll be back in just three minutes. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi, Solar Sandy here. How much was your power bill in July? Are you already dreading your August bill? Well, listen to the Ask Solar Sandy show this weekend on 960 The Patriot, and I'll discuss how you can dramatically lower your power costs, increase the value of your home, and never sweat a sky-high summer power bill again. I need to stress that my show is not an infomercial. Tune in this weekend and you'll hear how I break down just how much the power companies are ripping us off and how we don't have to live that way anymore. That's the Ask Solar Sandy Show this Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. right here on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Go to my website, Ask 
solarsandy.com. That's asksolarsandy.com. Or call 623-850-8229. Asksolarsandy.com. Hey, guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Heroes and worlds. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. You don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile. The man 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. If you'd like to join us at 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And we're talking about cars here. And if you have a car question about maintenance or if you and your wife have two different ideas on what kind of a new car you have or there's just lots of opportunity to talk about those kinds of things and you're always welcome to do that. So... One other thing that's kind of important when it comes to cars is is understanding the maintenance of your car. And I'm going to tell you what I always tell you. There's no one maintenance for everybody. Look in your owner's manual. It's not uncommon for us to find men that come in and they change their transmission oil every 30,000 miles and they have a synthetic that's a quality oil and it's got a 100,000 mile service interval. So unless you're towing a boat, unless you're drag racing on Saturday nights, whatever the reason, if you treat your transmission normally and the manual says 100, then you do 100. That's what you should do. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. It's also kind of important to understand that there's a lot of misinformation out there with respect to intervals. And so you might, and, and folks, I'm being even here dealers, independent shops like my own, chain stores, traveling mechanics, we all have a bad habit of creating a need that's not there. So you need to be familiar with your owner's manual or, here's a great question, 
you're told by your shop when you pick up the car that you know you need a we need to flush your antenna motor, we need to change your windshield wiper fluid, we need to flush this, flush this, and we need to clean your injectors, and all this stuff. So you excuse yourself and go out to your car or say, where is my car? And it's probably parked out front or something. Say, well, pull my car up front real quick. And then you hand them the owner's manual and you say, show me please where it calls for that. That is a cut your, that person off at the knees and you're going to hear babbling like you've never heard before. And then they're going to come up with this idea that your manual wasn't written for Arizona. And then you say this, you know what, give me a business card, please. And why don't you order me an Arizona <laughs> manual and then call me when it comes in, please. I insist because there's no such thing as an Arizona manual. There never has been and there never will be. That manual's written for every place that car might go whether it's Canada, Alaska, the Virgin Islands, anywhere in the United States, Mexico, whatever. The manual is the same for everywhere. Minnesota, what are they, 20 below, 30 below, and Arizona, north of 100, easy during the summer, most of the days. So it's really, really important. And then the last thing for self-defense for car expense is this. You say, what symptom are you going to fix by flushing my gas tank? What do I have now? and you're going to hear more babbling. Now part of the reason in certain environments is you're going to be talking to a service rider and the service rider is just a parrot from what he's been told by the service manager or the technician. So they're not going to really be able to answer your question but it's okay if you say I want you to bring somebody up here to answer the question. What symptoms do I have? And then you're going to see them change and say, oh, well, it's in your owner's manual that, that you have to do it. I want to tell you something. There's nothing in your owner's manual. If you have an owner's manual that says to flush the fuel tank, I'll give you $100. I'll give you $100. It can't be an ink. <laughs> you can't write it in there. But literally not too long ago, a friend of mine sent me this document, and they had taken their car into the to the to a repair shop, and they told him that your people in your mileage range um, are often uh, due for an injector flush and and a flush of the fuel tank, and so we just want you to know that other people have benefited from this. So. Um, and when you get a chance, you know, bring it back and let's flush your fuel tank and let's flush your injectors. Well, first of all, I've never flushed a fuel tank and I've been in this bit, nor have I seen anybody or heard of anybody flushing a fuel tank unless there's a contamination issue. But nobody's ever flushed a fuel tank to fix symptoms. It just doesn't happen unless there's contamination. That's a different story. Number two, fuel injectors today. I want to tell you something. I've never flushed fuel injectors on any car I own. We have 30-some-odd cars in our rental fleet, in our staff, in our management team, um, all kinds. Of, we have vans that take people home. We have never flushed fuel injectors on anything we've ever owned. Because if you have an engine miss, it's typically something else. It's a vacuum leak or something like that. If you have a problem where your idle's rolling, almost always it's something else. And when I say almost always, 90% of the time it's something else. So be wary of the word flush because behind the wall, it's called flushing your wallet. And we'll flush your wallet if you let us. And I say we'll, I'm talking about the auto repair industry. So beware, beware. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're going to take a break and then we're going to run all the way to 58 
which means we'll come back at about 43. So we got long stretch to go. So unless you want to hear me snoring, you give us a call, 602-508-0960. The Seth Leapson Show, where the most important voices speak. Our good friend, William J. Bennett. Congratulations. I look forward to coming on again. Friend and scholar, Heather MacDonald. Thank you, as always, for having me on, Seth, and you're absolutely right. John Hinderocker from the Powerline blog. Great to be with you. Thank you, Seth. To me, the finest man in public service, Bill Montgomery. Thank you very much, Seth. Thanks for the conversation. Professor Alan Dershowitz. Anytime you want me on your show, I'm here. <laughs> I love intelligent talk. Weekdays from 3 to 6 on 960 The Patriot. ADP isn't just in the payroll business. We're in the people business, helping companies find them, train them, and empower them by clearing the way for them to do their best work. Because when your people thrive, your business thrives with them. HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people so you and your company can achieve what you're working for. Learn more at design.adp.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, attorney William Wolf will discuss the consequences of the recent election in Israel with co-host Mayor Jolovitz, examining the ramifications as they affect the much-anticipated deal of the century. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the Y for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the Y, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the Y. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what? The life of luxury. Egyptian cotton, caviar Thursdays, designer everything. What are you talking about? Our plan. What happened to winning the lottery and mastering the art of the perfect mimosa? Hosting galas, wearing enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacationing in the French Riviera, and then buying it. I just thought maybe it was time to prepare for my future. You know, set some financial goals, make some smart investments, open a 401k. Financial goals? Investments? A 401k? You are horrifying right now. Listen, if winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app, but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. 
Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Forty-three minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, Jerry, I owe you an apology. I had written your name down, but I didn't have communication with Gil, who's flying the airplane. It's my fault because I had turned down my headset. So when I took the break, I realized I couldn't talk to him, and he said you missed Jerry. And Jerry evidently had something else to do. So Jerry, I'm sorry. If you want to call back, Gil's got my headphone, or I have my headphones turned on, and Gil's ready to yell at me. So. Automatic Transmission Exchange is a good place, and here's why. Phil's been around since 1968, so he started with the transmissions that just had um, vacuum modulators, and they had a, a, you shifted them from one gear to the other, and that's about it. Today we have computerized transmissions, and everything we do, we open solenoids and close solenoids electronically to make it do what we're supposed to do. So they're pretty sophisticated. As you can imagine, we had you know, uh, people carried around a book with their calendar on it, and then all of a sudden we now have iPhones with our whole life in them. So that's how transmissions have been. So if you have a transmission problem, I'd like to suggest that you stop by Automatic Transmission Exchange. They're on 40th Street in Washington, and they're a good place to go. 602 Here's another story for you, and it's just as true as true can be. You remember when Volkswagen got caught with their pants down over vehicle emissions and they lied about something about vehicle emissions in the software? Well, Chrysler and Dodge got the same thing. So they had a situation where their software um, didn't give the level of low emissions as they said it would. And, listen to this, and the computer would lose sight of the coolant sensor. So if the coolant sensor, if the computer lost sight of the coolant sensor, it would assume it was cold, so it would open up the fuel delivery. Obviously, that created more emissions. So Chrysler comes out with a software, and this is going to put the car in the, in the square box it belongs. But it doesn't. <laughs> so I had a case not too long ago where the truck had been taken to a dealer, and as the dealer should, they're supposed to look and see if you have any recalls or campaigns or anything that needs to be done, and they do it. They usually don't ask you about recalls. And most people say, go ahead. I know I do. So this truck ran perfectly before, and it went into a dealer, and they reflashed it with this new software. I got involved right after that because the truck had some unbelievable symptoms that it had never had before. Number one, you drive down the road, and this is a turbocharged diesel, so when you touch the gas on this son of a gun, it should raise up the front wheels and take off. They do. That's what they're supposed to do. This one, you push on the gas. Here's the motor. You push on the gas. You could put it to the floor. <laughs> That's all. It's called turbo lag. It's like you hit the gas to go, and 10 seconds later, the car rears up and goes. So you don't have any turbo. It's a turbo. Now, you're driving on the freeway, and all of a sudden, the gauge, the temperature gauge is at half. Now, keep in mind, I said the temperature gauge is part of the recall. The temperature gauge is at half. All of a sudden, for no reason, it goes to full hot. And when it does, the computer sees that and says, 
oh, I'm not going to let Mark drive this thing full hot. I'm going to preserve the engine and the transmission. I'm going to do my best to overcome what he's doing to abuse this car. And the computer puts the truck into limp mode. Limp mode means you're going to be going 25 miles an hour. And if you're on the freeway like I was, that means you better pull off to the right, get in the emergency lane, turn on your hazards, and you know for the next three miles you're going to go 25 miles an hour until you get to the top of the hill. That's dangerous. I don't care who you are, that's scary. So this truck, had it was fine before the recall, and now it has all of this, and it's three. Overheat for no reason, including the gauge, but there is no overheat. There's no puking of coolant on the water. There's no gurgling. There's no steam. We're not overcoming the radiator cap and pushing a bunch of hot water into the coolant. There's nothing. And when I drove this truck, I took a temperature gun, and when the needle swung to, to red, I pulled off. I gunned the top hose. We're at 230. I gunned the bottom hose. We're about 200. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what we want to see. We want to see hot water coming in, and we want to see cooler water going out. So there's nothing. So... I call around, and the the um, the <laughs> the software recall is called VO7. I think it's VO7. So I call around two friends of mine in the Dodge Arena, and they said, "Mark, there's no fix." And I said, "Do you have any idea when there's going to be a fix?" No, nope, no idea. What do you mean? Um, there's no fix, Mark. How many cars are out there like this? Lots of them, Mark. <laughs> I go, "You're kidding." They go, "Nope." Fiat will call us two hours before they release the update. We don't get a week or a month. We don't get anything. So you got a lot of cars out there with the Ecotech diesels that are just undrivable? Yep. What do you tell them? We don't tell them nothing. Can they trade the truck in? No, because we know <laughs> it doesn't run. And it's not the dealer's fault. This is Chrysler's fault. And this is the worst I've ever seen anything happen. And if you get on the net and you Google eco diesel turbo lag, overheat, limp mode. Limp mode means this. The computer sees something and it takes your ability to drive your car. So if you're overheating the car, it slows you down. It turns on the electric fan. It tried to he tries to overcome. It's a program. And virtually every car in the last four or five years has limp mode. It'll take the throttle away from you. It doesn't take your brakes away from you, but it just it says, Mark, you're going too fast. We're not going to let you go 120 miles an hour in your VW Jetta. <laughs> so that's what limp mode's all about. This is still going on. I have a plan, though. I'm going to try to fix this lady's truck. I'm going to drive up to Holbrook this afternoon. I've got a plan. First thing I'm going to do is disconnect the coolant sensor and see if it changes the symptoms of, of overheat, computer lag, and uh, limp mode. The second thing I'm going to do is try something that I think will work, but I don't know. But I'll know in an hour. So I'm going to go up there, put it in, drive it for an hour, bring it back, and see if her her truck is okay. I'll let you know what that is. Who we got on the phone? We have Jim. Jim, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, good morning. Hey, I just had something on newer cars that I've told my friends. It's like if something weird happens with your car anymore, it's like I think the first thing to check is the, the silly battery. I had, let's see, the latest one was my daughter, a 2017 Corolla, that the, um, the the panic button would just start hitting off and on. They couldn't figure it out. The dealer didn't know, and for whatever reason, he took it in over to O'Reilly's. They checked the battery and said, oh, your battery's bad. Put a new battery. Problem went away. And then the weirdest one was 
we had a 2016 Equinox, and we were parked watching fireworks. I put it in a drive. Nothing. It would not, you know, car wouldn't move, shut it off, car started up, put it back in the drive, nothing. And then we, I said, let's just sit for half hour. And then finally it, thankfully I was close enough to home, I was able to drive it home because it finally went into gear, called up the dealer, they sent a tow truck over, the driver goes, oh, no, it, it, it goes into gear. There's nothing wrong with it. And I said, my wife drives this car. You know, I want it checked. And they called up and said, oh, it was your battery and something with capacitors or something that okay, I can explain it go into. Yeah, um, I understand what you're saying. But here's the problem from an experienced set of ears. The car starts and runs fine, but the battery fixes the problem. That's tough for me to... I'm not going to argue with success. Don't misunderstand. That's just tough because when you crank the the starter over and the engine over, um, it can go down to 9.6, and that's to turn the motor over. But it's going to bounce right back up to 12, 12 12.5. Now, a fully charged battery is 13 volts, and the alternator better give us a volt past that. So a a volt past the 12. So if the alternator is putting out 13 volts, bingo. But an alternator can put out 13 to 15 volts. So if you got enough to start it, why do we have a fob problem? If you if it's if it's good enough to start it, why do we have an electrical problem where we can't get the transmission to shift? There's typically more to the story, but let me tell you about the capacitor. In your computer, you can shut it off and turn it on. And that's what you do when you take the negative or the positive cable off the battery, set it to the side, go in and watch the football game, come back out. That's just a boot. We're just doing the same as you do, turning your computer off and turning it on. When you have a capacitor, when you do a capacitor, you pull both cables off, you hold them in your hands, and you touch the cable ends to one another. Not the battery terminals. The cable ends, you touch them to one another. That discharges all the capacitors, and that's the one that fixes most of the craziness about electrical systems. So I don't know what happened on your car. I agree with you. There are some really weird electrical problems. You get in, you start the car, the air conditioning's on. You didn't even touch it. That's not the way you left it. Then three or four minutes later, it goes to full hot and smokes you. And then the driver's windows goes up and down (laughs) without anybody touching it. These are problems that we see. And sometimes, like you said, Jim, you you just got to wait until somebody figures out how to fix it. Because a lot of times this is something that's brand new, and everybody's working on it, but nobody's come up with a fix, and no one comes up with a cause. So we can't do a fix till we know the cause. But I can't tell you how many cars you pull the negative cable off, let it sit there for an hour or two, put the negative cable back in, and 30% of the times whatever electrical system you problem you were chasing is gone. Now, if you take the cables off and touch the cable ends together to discharge the capacitor in the computers... That fixes about 40% to 50% of the problems that are weird electrical problems, like I turn on the radio and my wipers flap. So I agree with you 100%. You can't argue with success, but a battery typically isn't the problem because if it starts and runs and your headlights come on and you can use the wipers, everything's working like it should. So sometimes that reboot is what it needs, and it's no different than the one on your desk. Anyway, thank you for that. Thank you very much. Who's next, Gil? We have Danny. Danny? Danny or Danny? Danny. Danny, good morning. Uh, how do you do? 
Uh, I have a, a 2.4 Ecotec LE5. The motor's out of a, a Malibu, like an 08 Malibu. Okay. And it's in, it's in an airboat. And I'll just give you a short synopsis. Uh, the motor would go to 3200 and go into a crazy mode. It would go crazy mode. It would run to 3200. So I narrowed it down to if I unhooked the intake valve, variable valve solenoid, the motor would run pretty good, about 500 off its potential. Um, so the then, 500 RPM different, it, it, it makes a difference. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, because okay. it's it, it it should run. It I I end up swapping the motors, and it, and it ran up. I had it propped, you know, a pitch prop on an airboat to run 5,800 RPM okay. at maximum load. So what I'm trying to figure out is what is wrong with the motor I pulled out in the, is it the cam phaser? Is it an oil pressure problem? I've just never, because um, I put another motor in, it worked fine. Okay. Well, the answer to your question is, is no one's going to know until they go in there and look at it. You've well, got to, you've, we, yeah. You know, it, that's all I can tell you is... is oh, that's you know, fine. That's yeah. fine. I'm not... Uh, I can't... I just thought you've, maybe you would under uh, give me a little enlightenment because we put it on, you know, the, the sun machines or the, you know, the snap-on machines that tell you what's going on. And I've had some pretty smart guys go, we have no idea what okay. is wrong with this particular... If moment. that's the case and you have no idea, then you have to wait till it gets worse and easier to find and hope whatever's wrong fails. But we don't have big scopes anymore. We have little handheld devices that we plug in underneath the dash, and you have to understand what the numbers mean. So when I see a 1.1 and I expect to see a 4.5, then I need to make it look, and I, I need to work on it till it says 4.5. So now I say, okay, I like that 4.5. Or the O2 sensor's screaming out 1.1, and it's got a lean code in it, but i got a plug fuel filter. So I know that the two of them are together. So that's kind of how it is. But swapping the motor, the problem left with that old motor, and you should be grateful for that, but I don't know. Someone's going to have to go in and ask, answer all the questions, the cam phasers, oil pressure, all that stuff. That's going to have to happen. Uh, Action Auto Repair is up at I-17 in Deer Valley. It's a good place to go. Tom's been around a long time, since 1983, and I've known him since the early 80s. His, his staff are ASE Master Certified Technicians. They do a good job. They give you an estimate, and they're at the number or below the number. And you can always say to them, is this a guess or a fix? And they'll squint at you and say, it's a fix. And then if they say, no, it's not a fix, you say to any shop, well, whose money are we guessing with, <laughs> yours or mine? But you don't have to worry about that at Action Auto. He knows how to handle that, and he knows that fixing is what we're all about. Diagnosing, fixing, and then verify your situation is gone. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We're wide open.